Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Start and end your day with the good news. The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, it is Angie Austin and friends. On Wednesdays, we often have Dr. Joe Arve as we do today. Hello, Dr. Joe. Hello, hello. Also, Leslie Gustafson is here. and uh, <laughs> No one gets it right. Uh, it's okay. Les- Leslie Gustafson. There's a lot of S's in there. But if I had a lisp, that would be very difficult to say. <laughs> Leslie Gustafson is here. Um, <laughs> We're glad you don't. A therapist and coach. And also, my old friend Tim Winter, uh, he is the president of the Parents Television Council. He's here from Los Angeles. And I was thrilled when his PR person wrote to me and said, Hello, Angie. On behalf of Mr. Winter, we're wondering if you'd like to have the president of the Parents Television Council on your show. And I said, yes, my old friend Tim, of course I want him on my show. Uh, Welcome, Tim. It's great to be here, Angie. So tell everyone what the Parents Television Council does, because when I met Tim, I worked with his wife for 10 years. We sat on the assignment desk at NBC in Los Angeles. His wife was my boss, and I've never had a kinder, more wonderful colleague. She had a, a profound impact on me, so loving, so fair, never yelled, so kind. And then she started dating Tim. Tim was a, an attorney at NBC, and then he went on 15 years ago to start the Parents Television Council. We are a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization, grassroots, and our mission is to protect children and families from the graphic sex violence and profanity that is so pervasive in today's entertainment media environment. And our, our vision is for a safe and sound entertainment media environment for children and families. Nice. And so I love good. it that they watch all the TV and monitor it the next day. Because, that is no small task. You know, we think we're protecting our kids, and then you hear something in the other room, and you're like, what on earth are they watching? And then you come in. And it's actually just prime time, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think most parents have had, we refer to it as the lunge moment where you lunge for the remote control. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Try to change so, the channel yeah. or hit the mute. And, uh, you, have, you have four kids, Dr. Joe. I have four kids. Yeah, you had the lunge moment where you're uh, like, oh, or music, like you're like, one of my friends <clears> just found oh, out the music. that her son was I listening kids to graphic know rap. When I say the TV is the what, they say the eye of the devil. <laughs> 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 it was my choice. It was up to me. I'd ha- would have no TV in the house, um, mm. but it, it's not even. It's the for me personally. It's not just the programming, but then it's the commercials and everything. I mean that every everything you see on TV has been strategically planned to have a response, an action taken either after watching that show or watching that. And the response is not something necessarily maybe life-giving to your body, to your mind, to your relationships. So it's all specifically there. It's in, in it, and it comes across so innocent, like matter of fact, whether it's a reality, reality mm-hmm. TV shows, no, 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 no. Everything is scripted for a purpose, paid by a company, paid by somebody, so that whatever message it is, whether it's through the shows, the doctor shows, things like that, you know, it's all to per- because perception is reality. And we get sometimes our perception of reality from what we see on TV, and it's just not a false, it's not a real Well, and a lot of what Dr. Joe does is all about um, feeding, you know, uh, pr- 
pushing health and educating so that people, he, he often says it's not your fault that you're overweight in some cases because we're so misinformed and so many things are allowed into our foods that um, are not even, it should not be there that I always thought the government protected me. I didn't know that they were allowing parabens, for instance, in my makeup that are carcinogens or uh, hydrogenated oils. Why do we have to wait for, uh, for like 2018 or whatever for them to come out of the foods? We know it causes heart disease. Like protect us from that stupid stuff. You know, uh, I want to, uh, share a really cool good news story with you guys and then I want to go into more what Tim at the Parents Television Council what they do to protect our kids because I my son having just gotten a phone uh, I'm a little bit taken aback by there's one girl in particular that messages him he calls her well let's not call her that it's a stalker-ish <laughs> thing it's a stalker-ish thing and he's kind to her but why, how on earth are those parents not knowing how many times she is on that phone trying to reach him, message him. So I had to explain to him about pictures, you know, and if someone sends you a picture, if it's inappropriate, you've got to tell me right away. Mm -hmm. Not to say that this gal's done that or anything, of the, but there's so much freedom to be with the phone alone and to send photos that um, I had to explain to him what that all was, you know, and he's um, 12, he's in sixth grade. And I think that's where my angst comes in the most is one we need to become more aware as parents and then we need to be advocates and I it breaks my heart all the time when I see the lack of parental care and love and firmness and boundaries yeah. around some of this stuff because we need to wise up to what is happening in the lives of our children now and what they're exposed to and we need to be on the front lines of our kids lives one of my pastors them. Uh, pastor John Moreland uh, we used to work with younger kids and he said to me I said what, did, what was the comment theme what do they tell you where they they wish their parents would give them more freedom or whatever he said angie no the common theme was a lot of these young adults said i wish my parents <laughs> would have created more boundaries for me that. That and study, protected yeah. me yeah. from myself yes. because and right. also from my friends so mm -hmm. my friends would know that i wasn't allowed to do certain things and i couldn't be with them or do he has a rule with his daughter uh just call me i won't ask questions i come get you she was at a sleepover mm -hmm. she called he, she was on the corner with her sleeping bag and all her stuff. He picked her up. She got in the back of the car. They went home. So she knew, the friends knew, when she felt uncomfortable, he was coming. And so the kids, they may, because you want to be their best friend, you may think that they want all that freedom. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. actually appreciate having boundaries. It gets them out of problems. My son left the other day and said, don't worry, Mom, if there's any problem, then I'll send you our secret code. And when the secret code comes, I call him and I say, I've got to come get you. And that's it. It's like, you know, it's not, it's not a sentence. It's not a word. It's nothing. It's just a code. And then he knows he has boundaries and he's safe from his friends yeah. and embarrassment of the peer pressure. You know? And I don't think we understand as parents that the children do not have that capacity yet, that we have to build that yes. in so that they learn, can take it in and create their own boundaries later. Yeah. We are the boundary. Right. We are the observing eagle for them. Yep. For a long, long time. For a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And that whole I want to be my kid's friend thing is I'm so over it. Um, but, yeah, just seeing kids that have, like, I take, the, he doesn't, Dr. Joe's kids, even to this day, and they're older than my kids, they charge their phones in the kitchen. 
My son charges his phone in the kitchen. On the weekend, I turn the phone off, and I said to him, anyone that you need to let know that they might be trying to reach you this weekend, that you won't not be on your phone uh, so that they know that you won't be returning any text messages? Because the girl even said, can you turn back on your text notifications so I can see when you read the text? And I'm thinking, whoa, 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 how does she even know about that? That's pretty creepy. Uh, so let her know you can't even answer the, uh, the phone this weekend. And uh, like at night, no, you're off your phone. It's off. It's charging in my room, you know until you know, you know so but no that's not happening i see with some of these other kids there's mm-hmm. there're no like regulations mm-hmm. for the phone uh, or let's do our good news story because i think that we do underestimate as well the ability of young people to make a difference and do good you know we as parents when our kids say hey i really liked uh, volunteering at that homeless shelter mom uh, could we you know do that again we as parents also have to embrace that, make the time for it. In the case of this kid, he saw a need, and this teenager has now helped two homeless families with homes. Take a listen. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Well, this is beautiful. Yes, it is. These families can't believe their eyes as they check out their new homes. <laughs> They're no longer homeless thanks to a teen named Caleb White and his friends who built and furnished the houses. Caleb's a Detroit area high schooler who's been helping those less fortunate most of his life. When I was six, I saw a homeless man sleeping on the sidewalk. And uh, this was, you know, the first time I saw anybody homeless. And I had no idea what that meant. And after figuring it out and talking to my parents, my first reaction was just to help. Since then, Caleb has helped and helped. Come on, let's go see your room. And helped. He and his family started the Caleb White Project, which promotes good deeds in the community. I just saw a need and I took action. So I think that every little thing that you can do, uh, whether it's you know help a neighbor clean up their yard or uh, volunteer at an animal shelter, anything helps and eventually, you know, um, it may take off or you may even want to do bigger things. Bigger things that are as simple as helping a family host a cookout in their very own home. Come on, since he was like six? Yeah. That's he a, saw a need. That's really So astute. he and his friends, like, not only help, you know, raise the money and build, furnish them as well. He's a, he's a high schooler. <laughs> I mean, they're capable of so much, these kids, and... Mm-hmm. I, I think that sometimes we un- underestimate their abilities, and I'm guilty of that myself. You know, my kid just started middle school, and uh, he's getting straight A's, and um, and he's the top track. Kid. He never ran track, and um, I found out yesterday that he said I have the highest point total of all, cumulative for all of the track meets put together for my class. And he's a pretty big school. I'm like, whoa. And he's in swimming, and he has a trainer, and he's doing all this and managing all of his classes. And I don't know, I, I micromanaged him a bit, you know, in the past. And so I'm astounded at what he's capable of doing, but sometimes we just don't even give him the chance to do some of these things. Well, the hope and idealism and that purity of heart that hasn't been jaded by <laughs> history, that just to have a pure wish to take care of somebody else because it looks like the right thing to do and then take up that cause. Wow. Yeah. That's such a lesson for all of us. 
Simple. But, how do you, but don't you feel like some kids have that innately in them, that kindness? Like, how do we, how do we foster that? Because one of my favorite stories that I like to tell about how I don't know that my one, my son was born with a giving heart, which I would say has I think, changed. I think all we were kids. giving donuts to a homeless guy. We were walking by, and I'm like, oh. Would you like a donut? So I opened the box, and he took out the one with the sprinkles. And so my son started crying, and we're standing at the corner, and I go, really? You are crying because the homeless man ate the one with the sprinkles? You want to go back there and ask homeless Bob for the donut back with the sprinkles? You know, and I'm, I like, was like, really? You're upset that he got the one with the sprinkles? I'm like, he's living under a bush. You know, and so I thought, sheesh. Apparently no, he's my sad kid because you have... gave him donuts and not an apple or something better. You're going to give him diabetes? So What's your problem? Homeless guy got those sprinkles. <laughs> but, but I have to say, he has changed. Uh, seriously. He did. Mm-hmm. So he, I have seen him become more giving in the last few years since the mm-hmm. donut incident of 2013. Mm-hmm. I think there's also, you know, I go back to the role that, that, that our entertainment media plays in that type of thing. Not, it wasn't too many years ago, and I think maybe most of your listeners have seen at least one episode of Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And you yeah. remember how, how the entire, every week you had a family that was unfortunate, something, you know, they were on, down on their luck, yeah. Yeah. and the community came together and, and rewarded them with a beautiful new place to live. And uh, I don't know if, what was his name, Caleb? Is that the young man who, who did that uh, for, for this in Detroit? You know, yes, could Caleb. could could that have been you know perhaps one thing that helped motivate him? Uh, in addition to good parenting, right. in addition to seeing those around him doing the right things, hopefully he also happened to see uh, something on television that was positive. There's very few and far between today these the, the positive messages as far as how to behave and how to help your community. But when they're out there, it's important. We have to you know we can curse the darkness, but we also have to light a candle, and we want to make sure that those good programs out there that are teaching more positive uh, uh, qualities uh, mm. in character, uh, our, our, uh, our parents are more aware, uh, more aware of them. Well, and even yeah. go deeper, you said, you know, it, it, what, what does he have innately in him that others don't? And that's, we all have that that's right. innately. We all have that in us. And again, if, if I had the ability to, to look at the school systems it would be to find out what each individual child is gifted at and then use the skills the time the effort to to manifest that potential inside them so whether it's music whether it's acts you know it's basically love languages whatever their love language is taking that person and saying okay you want you you want to give back to others so then we're going to teach you you know or music and mentors and put it and put them into that system to where they can manifest and gain courage in and confidence in what God's created them to be. So if it's him see a need, fill a need, if it's for someone who wants to make them dinner, someone wants to make them food, wants to raise money, wants to sing a song, wants to sow them, whatever it is, we need that, that's education. How did God grow you? Grow a child up in the way that they, they're bent and, ta- and, and pour money into that. We've always looked at our kids, okay, what guys God called you to do, mm-hmm. we will fund, we will pour money into that and help manifest that versus all the other things to try to make you happy. Yep. Well, and I think, you know, Tim, what you do, too, um, at Parents Television Council, um, in terms of Hollywood it, and the media, I think, too, 
and in many cases are showing the kids a world that I don't think is the real world. No. I think the real world is so, there's so much middle ground. I mean, we've had so much political strife and all kinds of other strife. I think the real world, um, we, we care about God. We care about our kids. We want to save money for their college education. Uh, we do the right thing. We're not racist if we're Republican. The majority of us aren't friends with white supremacists. But somehow, they've divided the country into these two camps. But I don't, on the left, I highly doubt that my husband, who is a Democrat, hangs out with anybody from Antifa and I'm not you know going to any KKK meetings but somehow the media and Hollywood they've reduced it to like if you're on the left or the right they've somehow demonized you but I think when we see things uh, like um, a Hurricane Harvey for instance or an Irma right. then all of a sudden we really do see the real America and right. we don't care what color you are when we reach out our hand to put you in our rescue boat right. and so let me just share a little bit um, uh, of some thoughts about uh, how the worst of Harvey, in particular, brought out the best of America. This week, we saw what trillions of gallons of water can cover. But more importantly, we saw what it can uncover, our potential as a nation. I know it seems like eons ago, but remember what was in the news before this? Remember when nothing was more important in America than the fate of a Confederate statue. We were literally at each other's throats over race, religion, immigration, and of course, politics. And then Harvey came and pounded us with perspective. When the roof over your head becomes the floor beneath your feet, no one cares about the color or creed of his rescuer. No one passes judgment because a hero's boat is too big or his means are too meager. No one says, thanks for the rope, but I'd rather wait for someone more like me. And later, when they find themselves on the business end of a dump truck with nothing but the soggy shirt on their backs, I'm guessing no one ever thinks he's better than the person suffering next to him. That's so good. I, that No, that's the real America. Right. And that's Steve Hartman, one of my favorite reporters. In fact, he used to work in L.A. when I was there. Um, let's listen to part two. We'll have just a minute to discuss it. A lot of people in Texas and Louisiana lost everything, but they are rich with perspective tonight and blessed with a new and priceless appreciation of their community. If everyone did this, we'd have a lot less to worry about. From the start of the storm, the volunteer rescuers were Harvey's silver lining. They risked their lives. Some even lost their lives in service to their neighbors. Continue helping people. We're going to go save some more lives, help some more people. This guy spoke for many. Spirit of Texas, that's what it's all about. But I do take slight issue with that last part. I think most Americans are heroes, just waiting for their moment. And if Harvey taught us anything, it's to be grateful for every last one of them. Which brings me to this rescue in Houston. These people were trying to save someone from a sinking car. Go, 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 go! I don't know who these folks are, but I do know this. If you took out a Christian, took out a Democrat, an immigrant, a Republican, Muslim, or Jew, remove any link in this brave chain of Americans, the whole group is adrift and a piece of humanity is lost. In this case, the chain held. When Mother Nature is at its worst, human nature is at its best. The challenge will be, as the floodwaters recede, will we still be able to love at these same record levels? That's what America is. That's right. But when you look at the TV, you don't oftentimes see that America. No, you don't. They say we're divided and we're full of hate and anger. But the majority of Americans, middle America, that's what they are. When, when you have um, powerful imagery on television, uh, you know, it brings us all so immediately close to what's going on. You, feel, you, you frequently feel like you're there. And that shows the power, the positive power of the medium to inspire and, and, so and bring the, the, the world closer together where, where it can. Unfortunately, in, in 
when when the Hollywood creative community goes back to work, um, the story you talked about the the kid with a, with a, with a or your son with the homeless, um, Hollywood would rather <clears throat> take that story and twist it somewhere, um, rather than showing the rescuers uh, saving people and the community coming together, they would rather show how dark and twisted the the lives are of the rescuers when they're not saving people. Um, it seems like the 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 most inspiring and uplifting aspects of so many of these stories are just ignored, and what is told instead is the uh, the, the dark and negative side. And look, we all have you know positives and negatives in our lives, but it's unfortunate that um, that these uplifting stories that are right in front of us every day don't get the uh, the, the ink and the uh, and, and the airtime. Hmm. No, and 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 there's, it takes a hurricane to shake us up. But there's, there's crisis all around us every day. Right. Or there's chances to love others every day. We just need to open our eyes to it and be open to it. That's right. It might be, it might be, no, it might not be a hurricane, but it might be a, it may a not hurricane get on in TV. their lives yeah. that we could be there, uh, you know, for to help with. It's uh, not an us them world. Yeah. It's not. Tim, your website. ParentsTV.org. Leslie. AuthenticAndTrue.com. Dr. Joe Arve. SpineGeek.com. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC, and when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303-238-JANE. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. Yes, 303-238-JANE. ARCthrift.org. Does uh, ARC make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. The ARC special. ARCthrift.org. As are you, ma'am. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for ARC? I love... Hey, welcome to the good news. Uh, really excited. I've got the my God Squad here, my good news gals. I call you guys the God Squad now. Oh, uh, cool. I like that. That's yeah. a blessing. Well, wow. we're just here for good news. You know, we love to share stories of hope and inspiration. And That's someone right. said, what do you do? I said, well, I do, you know, good news. Uh, uh, Daybreak USA every day, and I do news and politics, etc. But I have kept this show, and I didn't need to, because the stories that we share, I think, impact people's lives. And if someone never walks through, like for me, I didn't grow up in the church, but then my faith ended up being my saving grace in life yeah. and really survived my childhood because of my faith. Mm -hmm. And so then I think, well, what about these other these stories of hope and this good news? Like, people need to hear these stories. And so 
More I am so ever. blessed that you all have continued to join me so we could spread this uh, good news, this hope. Yeah. And uh, so please, ladies, Beatrice Bruno, Michelle Ron, and Sydney Everett Marsh, feel free to join in because I've been really looking forward to our next interview. Uh, Travis Mills is joining us on behalf of the Homefront Cares. And uh, the deal is uh, there's going to be an event in Colorado Springs. Uh, uh, Travis is a quadruple amputee, and he is going to speak at the Love our troops event it's going to be on friday we'll get more specifics about that and the website is homefrontcares.org because i'm sure after you hear travis you're going to want to hear more and this organization homefront cares they provide emergency financial grants for colorado military families Amen. and veterans and beatrice bruno you are a veteran yes. you are a drill sergeant and i thought wow when travis is on i want to make sure you're here because you have the uh the inside scoop on Amen. serving. Uh, Travis, welcome. Uh, Travis Mills to uh, the good news. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so I understand that your injuries, by the way, uh, there aren't many people who've survived uh, th this particular type of quadruple amputee injury. Well, from what I understand, there's only five of us that survived from mm -hmm. uh, injuries, to, you know, sustained in Afghanistan and Iraq. It's just a case of the Mondays, bad day at work. Mm -hmm. um, but I got hit on April 10th of 2012, and um, I was able to live, so that was great. But I lost portions of both arms and both legs now. Hmm. So you have uh, a mission now. You're sharing your story. Uh, let's hear, you know, your story. Like, I, I would love for you just to kind of go through a bit of your life because I think that people um, hearing what you went through and your positive attitude uh, can find hope in what you've done. Oh, absolutely. So this all started in 1987, um, in the month of April, on the 14th. My mom and dad had their favorite child come into the world, <laughs> which was me. And that was your brother. Oh, okay, never mind. That was you. <laughs> no, no, it was me. No, um, yeah, so, you know, I, went, I was a normal, typical college, uh, high school athlete, played a little college football, um, came home after a bit and decided I want to try something a little bit different, something um, that wasn't, you know, the, the college route at the time. So I went ahead and went to the military. I joined the Army. I went to the ASEC Airborne Division out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where I used to jump out of airplanes. Mm -hmm. And uh, my first deployment came, and when I was over there, my medic had a little sister that I thought was pretty cute, and she sent a MySpace friend request. So I hit accept, and we started talking. Uh, ended up going to Mexico, first time I ever met, and got married shortly after. And, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Got a uh, apartment in Fort Bragg, got a dog, went on another deployment for a year, came back, bought a house, and had a baby after, you know, I was home for a while. And then I, um, I'm giving you a clip notes, the clip notes, obviously, because I know that, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about all the, my experiences, and there's a lot of fun and jokes going to it. But on my third deployment, I was in Afghanistan, and I set my backpack on the ground, and the bomb was underneath it. And the bomb went off, and it took uh, my right arm and my right leg automatically they uh, never found those pieces my left leg was snapped pretty good through the bone and uh dangling my left arm was still there enough for me to function where i could re i read my lt and told him what happened i need medics to come over to save my guys uh, i didn't think i was gonna make it so i went ahead and told my medic to you know save my guys don't worry about me it'll be over soon and and tell my family you know i love them and i, I you know i didn't show any fear i was very calm i had to actually calm one of the medics down and let them know okay it's gonna be fine don't worry just hmm. do your job and, um, and that was on April 10th, and they got me to the helicopter, to the hospital. Um, they worked on me for 14 hours, the doctors and nurses did, and, um, you know, got me stable. 
Then two days later, they had to cut my left hand off because the skin had died. And then two mm. days after that, they woke me up for the very first time on my birthday, actually. Mm. And I found out that I was a quadruple amputee. When mm. I saw my wife for the first time, I told her she should probably leave me. You know, I don't want to be a burden and holding anybody back. And she said, that's not how this works at all. And she stayed, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. my daughter was six months old when I got hit. So she doesn't really know me with arms and legs anyway. So I wasn't, I'm not weird or different. Um, she has a pretty cool thing she does at school where she shows the kids how my hand twists off. And everybody thinks her dad's cool because I tell them I work with Iron Man. And, uh, and you know, it's not, it's not as bad as you might think with what we have going on. And um, now I travel the nation telling my story in a positive light. You know, I'm not that guy that comes in and says, you think you have problems? Look at me. Like, that's never mm. my take yes. on things. Yes. And, uh, we have good time. I tell jokes, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, um, uh, in terms of you surviving, um, Michelle Run, who's one of my friends here, uh, she, when she almost lost her life several years back, she really, what's, what's the quote you use about if God spared my life? It, it, the, it's Vonette Bright's quote, and the fact that God has me living means he still has something left for me to do. Do you feel that way, that, that, that if you know, God's got you living, through, that he still has, there's still something left for you to do, obviously? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have a lot of fun with it, too. You know, there's some life lessons I've really learned from this. Yeah, I do share them with the audience, but I'll share them with you now. The one thing is, um, everybody asks me, what, you ever think about what if it didn't happen? And I got used to thinking about that, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I don't dwell on the past. I reminisce what I had. I'm thankful for the opportunities I have still to this day. And instead of dwelling on the fact that what, you know, what happened, I just am thankful and I reminisce like 25 years I had with my legs. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I've learned, um, I learned it actually in the military in my second deployment because everything that could go wrong on a mission did go wrong. Mm. And it turned in from a five-hour mission to a 36-hour, you know, nightmare. And uh, I just realized, you know, I can't always affect my situation, but I can definitely always affect my attitude. So wherever I go, whatever I do, I try to always have the best attitude possible because nothing, you know, nothing changes if I'm happy or sad. Uh, if something makes me mad or if I can just, you know, deal with it and move on. So I might as well just always think my attitude is, number one, keep it in check and, and keep pushing forward. Mm. Amen. Wow. Amen. Well, first of all, young man, thank you so much for your service. God bless you, and and I will be praying for you. And thank you for showing um, other veterans that there is life afterward. Okay. Um, And when I say life afterward, I know, and as well as you know, many of our soldiers, our brothers and sister veterans, have come back, and, and they've just lost all hope. So thank you so much for what you're doing right now. Um. One thing that that I'm listening to you and I I saw on your website, you say never give up, you know, um, and that's positive. That's so positive, but it's also so very true for people, not only veterans, but for everybody. You know, we we face tragedies so many times in our lives that we just want to give up. I'll be perfectly honest with you. There's been times I just say to the Lord, Lord, just go and take me today. Lord, just take me home because I'm just tired. I can't do it anymore. But you epitomize that never give up spirit. And um, all I have to say to you is just thank you. I, I'm, Travis, I'm just, I, I'm just blown away by your testimony. But I thank you for what you've done for this country, and I appreciate you. Mm. Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, uh, I also put in my – I have a New York Times bestselling book out right now. Uh, it's called Tough As They Come. It's probably going to be made into a motion picture, which is exciting. Oh, good. But, good. you know – my uh, my author's note, I uh, basically just break it down and say, you know what? If you serve, thank you for your service. I didn't serve any more than anybody else. Uh, I didn't fight any harder, any longer, do any more. I just had a you know, bad day at work. 
But um, hmm. so I always make sure I tell the crowd, thanks for your service and, and all you've done. Whether, you know, some people are like, why serve? I didn't win overseas. I'm like, well, yeah, but you still took the oath and we're willing right. to do it. That's so right. don't think that I discredit that. Also, Vietnam vets, boy. Right. That's right. You know, oh, I was, amen. I was welcoming them. I was welcome home and tell them, thank you so much yeah, for making sure that we were able to get a welcome home that, that you deserve but right. you didn't get. And I, I truly believe that. So yeah. I tell the crowd that. And then the other part is I don't think my problems are any more than anybody else's. We all have things to go through. I mean, you could stop your toe, spray your coffee, and get a paper cut. And I'm still going to feel bad for you. I'm not going to say, well, you could be me. You know, I, I get when people have problems. So I never discredit that. So, you know, I hope that when I go to this event and I'm able to speak and tell my story, nobody walks away thinking, well, I have nothing to complain about now. Because, I mean, yeah, in some aspects you probably don't. But mm-hmm. other ways, I don't think that my, my problems encompass yours or, or are any bigger oh, than yours. So, that's an, in- that's, it, you know, a, it's been- that's an interesting way to put it. Like, yeah, that you're saying, look, I may be, a qua- if you're just joining us, we're uh, speaking, uh, Travis is speaking about his injuries and his uh, story of hope, Travis Mills. Uh, he's speaking for the Homefront Cares uh, this uh, Friday in Colorado Springs, mm. yeah, a quadruple amputee. And uh, it's the Love for Our Troops event hosted by the organization The Homefront Cares that helps other veterans, uh, much like himself. And uh, as he mentioned, his book uh, possibly being turned into a movie. That's the way it's sounding. Oh. And uh, Michelle, Ron, just, you have a question? Oh, Travis, I just think it's such an amazing... Travis, I'm a retired teacher, and I'm thinking of kids that have sat in my classroom for 100 years before this time. I am so amazed at your attitude. And, and, and I may have missed it in the introduction of what was given, but did you... You grow up with a great surrounding positive attitude group Prior of family yeah. or people or, or That's a good question. How, yeah. how, how do, do you, you get like this? Well, I really find that interesting because there's so many times I had two kids in my classroom. One was coming from a devastating family where this, and yet the kid sitting in front of me was just this positive, mm-hmm. go get them and work hard person. I thought, where is he getting this? Right. You know, then you might have a kid with perfect circumstances from a great nothing, family with and a bad attitude. Is right. An, and, you so know, how did you get this way? Exactly. Well, I, I would say my parents. I mean, I definitely always had all the support that I needed. Um, they're always there for me. They, they, you know, we had morals and tough life lessons and things like that. Okay. I was always positive, always pushed to strive a little bit harder, do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we always came first. Like, the kids always came first. So now I have a uh, six-month-old little girl at the time I got oh. blown up. And because because of her, I'm going to do better. So my sure. daughter now is going on six years old. Sure. Uh, I, you know, we go on date nights. <laughs> together like just me and her and then my wife and i just recently had a little baby boy so mm, a month ago great. my son was born so great. uh you know life goes on i take my wife on dates i, I take my uh, my daughter to school um we, we have a great time we, we do a little fun videos on facebook if anybody's out there wants to look me up on facebook just type in ssg travis mills for the page hit like and share with your friends but give that um, again you know, it, it, give that again fun. travis give that it, again it's yep ssg like staff sergeant uh, but ssg travis mills and um, if you're out there and you're, and you're feeling compelled to find out more, you can go on Netflix and type in Travis, a soldier story. And it's a documentary that was done on me in 2014. Mm-hmm. And it was a GI Film Festival award winner. Took first place, and now it's on Netflix. So if anyone wants to get more um, in tune with my story or find out more about me and my wife and my family and what we've been through and, and uh, how we you know, persevered through it, um, it's, it's all out there for you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cindy, do you have any questions for him? You know, Travis, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for, number one, just serving our country, but thank you for being who you are. Um, You just kind of represent to me 
you know, a lot of things can happen to people in their lives and they don't go forward in a way like you've gone forward in telling your story. And you have continued to spread hope and um, just give people in all kinds of situations um, that aren't even in your space of a situation being tragic more hope and uh, just want to thank you for doing that and I look forward to your uh, movie Amen Oh I appreciate that also I mean this event that's going on this organization um, is really there for people that need it you know whether they're uh, down and out or they just need one month to help get by they, they really do care and they help with financial planning and I'm excited to be part of this event and uh, I really can't wait to go in there and just have fun with the crowd, you know, tell some jokes, set them at ease, and, and let them know, like, hey, life goes on. Bad things sometimes happen, but just keep pushing forward. So I'm curious. So really, it should be a fun night. Yeah, it will be a fun night. I'm going to get more information. I'm curious uh, uh, if you have been uh, to Colorado before. Oh, I come I come out to Colorado quite a bit for speaking. I, I travel the nation doing this. Uh, I, gotta, I think I go to USAA next in, in San Antonio. But uh, I've, I've been to Breckenridge, Colorado, um, learn how to snowboard and downhill. Oh, uh, wow. You did while you're out here? Okay, a quadruple amputee, oh, yeah. snowboarding, and did you say mountain biking? Yeah, I, my, that was in Mount Crested Butte, but that was, yeah, we, we strapped into a four-wheel bike and hooked us up and uh, pushed off at the top of a 9,000-foot mountain. We were just like, here Whoa. you go. That is so and, cool. Uh, you know, if you want yeah, more yeah, information, cool. yeah. uh, sorry to interrupt you, Travis. If you want more information, I'm going to send people to the website as well, uh, the homefrontcares.org uh, forward slash event registration. So go to the Homefront Cares. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, they do wonderful things for veterans. And uh, it happens to be that one of my old news buddies, Audra Mincy, uh, wrote to me about you. And I said, yes, we would love to, uh, uh, to promote uh, you, Travis, and the Homefront Cares. They provide emergency financial grants for uh, Colorado military families and veterans and, uh, you know, really help uh, these families out in their time of need. So it's a wonderful uh, event as well. And hello, I believe it's at the Broadmoor. So, I mean, uh, what better excuse than you, Travis? Uh, helping military families and, and the Broadmoor, and it's this Friday. And so please go to uh, the website and get more information. And feel any questions you have, angieaustinnews at gmail.com, angieaustinnews at gmail.com, uh, and I can help you. All right, so Travis, just kind of give us your, you've got like a, uh, our takeaway. We've got two minutes left. Um, I just really appreciate your attitude. We're all, you know, Christian women here. Uh, we have people of, you know, different faiths on the show because we're share, sharing stories of hope and faith. And uh, I just appreciate as um, someone who, you know, we, we, as you put it, uh, Michelle, one day, we all have our tragedies. We all have our story of whatever it is. And Travis is saying, look, yes, I know mine is one that you immediately see, but some of our injuries are internal. And many of your Beatrice uh, fellow veteran uh, brothers and sisters have uh, injuries that you can't see like Travis's mm -hmm. that are That's just right. on the inside and not leaving their homes. Just did an interview the other day with a young man who uh, uh, it, it just was not leaving the house. Yeah. And uh, he became part of an organization and they're doing 14 together and mm. going on adventures and it, uh, that camaraderie of your the, the veterans together help heal each other so much oh, absolutely. and I'll bet you found that as well Travis that you you coming together with other disabled injured um, uh, hurting veterans that you guys really have a special knack for helping each other well I actually am very fortunate so at Walter Reed I became a mentor a peer mentor and gave back by going to visit people and now I actually run a um, 
foundation where the Travis Mills Foundation we bring up disabled veterans that have been through amputation or paralyzation and their families and we give them a free week in Maine. We did uh, eight fa- or seven. Or I'm sorry, eight families per week. We did seven weeks this year for our grand opening year. That's good. Um, Three million dollar nonprofit that I am proud to say is going very well, and we're able to bring people in, build the network, and show them life goes on. And it's not just about the service member that was injured. It's about the family member, uh, family members as well. So we bring up children, the spouses, and the service member and show them how to do things adaptively, like kayak and canoe, horseback riding, archery. And um, like I said, it's all on my website, travismills.org. But uh, all the money raised to that goes towards the project, doesn't go towards me. And I'm just fortunate to be the president of the foundation and give mm-hmm. back to all these families and, and much-deserving veterans and, and, and uh, veteran families. Well, and, and, and other good news, uh, 334 Colorado military families and veteran families uh, assisted uh, through the organization you're speaking for uh, this weekend. And again, if you want more information, you can go to the website, thehomefrontcares.org. Travis will be here this Friday. Dinner's at 6 p.m., but at 5 p.m. the event starts. What a blessing to have you, Travis. Thank you so much for joining us on The Good News. Thanks so much. All right, ladies. So, are you glad you stayed for the interview? Amen. Amen. That's good. Amen. That's good. Yeah. What amazing! We'll be right back. Hey, it's Angie. All right, a great, beautiful fall getaway. The elk, the colors, parties, kids activities, and it's reasonably priced. Where? YMCA the Rockies, uh, Snow Mountain Ranch, and also the Estes Park location. Uh, They've got some fall activities going on. There's going to be a Halloween party on October 28th if you want to plan ahead. It's reasonable. Some of my kids' favorites, there is the zip lining. There is the craft shop. They love the roller skating. There is rock climbing, uh, putt-putt, tennis. Uh, We spent our family reunion up there this summer, and it was mind-blowingly fun. And again, it's reasonable. That's why we go several times a year. YMCATheRockies.org. Sometimes my kids even cry when we leave because they're like, we're leaving our place. I'm like, it's our place still. We'll be back. We'll be back. YMCATheRockies.org. You won't regret it. It's great to see the elk this time of year. So cool. Angie Austin here along with Dr. Joe Arve. If you want to live longer, feel better, have more energy, sleep better. I, hey, Dr. Joe's your guy then. Hey, Dr. Joe. Hey, Miss Angie. How are you today? I'm doing well. So what are you teaching us these days? Oh, by the way, I ate sugar the other day. And you know how infrequent that is, right? So I woke up the next morning. I'm not kidding you because I eat so well now. My eyes were so puffy. That's when my son goes, your eyes are puffy. And I'm like, no, no, no. I mean really puffy. I'm like, really, really puffy. I'm like, I got it already. I got my eyes are bright. No, they are puffy. So anyway, apparently they were extremely puffy. Yeah, so I just want to let you know really that puffy, I'm, assu- I'm assuming since that doesn't happen that, you know, like that very often that maybe that brief change in diet was like letting. I think when you eat, start to eat well, your body really reacts quickly when you put trash in it. Well, you know, our bodies are made to be like temples. And, you know, I always go back to the old fishbowl. If you had a fish and you poured Diet Coke in, into, the, into the water, guess what? Those, those eyes on that fish would be puffy the next day. Right. Or if you, you know, put sugar in there, definitely when you put something into your environment that doesn't belong, your body has no choice to react. The problem is you're not going to like the reaction. So wait, your body's a temple and mine's a fishbowl? Where are we going here? 
No, no. <laughs> I'm teasing no, you. Our bodies are temples. <laughs> but that, that's a little fishy joke, though. That's kind of fishy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what, I know cancer is a big topic. Can I, prevention, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cancer prevention. And, you know, that's kind of like life insurance. It really doesn't pay until you're dead. And so oh, what is yeah. cancer prevention? Well, obviously it's not working because right now, statistically, the, the U.S., the American Cancer Society has projected that one in three women, one in two men, will be diagnosed with cancer sometime in our lifetime. But yet I look around and I see more vitamin stores going up. I see more health clubs going up. I see more Walgreens, more hospitals being built. So, you know, the, the, I see more of a potential opportunity for us to be healthy, but yet as statistically as a nation, as individuals, our families, our, our bodies, our minds aren't uh, aren't going the right direction. And so when it comes to cancer prevention or any other kind of prevention, it's like how can I get my body to be healthy so that it doesn't make a disease process? Because our body, you either have two choices. You're either making health and preventing sickness and disease or you're making disease. And if you're not preventing it, and the number one thing we do wrong is we, we dictate that process based on how we feel. And so uh, we're going to be doing an event on October 28th all about cancer, winning the war against cancer, the cancer battle plan, on what can you do as an individual to take responsibility for your own health, your own life. What does your blood working to look like? I love that. How do we find it? How do we find the info? Well, it's coming. It's coming. Basically, you do is just go to our website and go to our Facebook page, especially uh, Spine Geek, and you can find it there. We're ramping it up now. But just say the date right now. You know how everybody now sends out these cute little cards? Say the date. We'll say the date for October 28th, uh, Saturday afternoon, at a location. Because we're going to have over 300 people there, so we've got to find a bigger location than our office. But it's going to rock, and it's going to be fun because we're going to give people the tools that they need to get their body healthy and win the war against cancer in their life and lose weight, be healthy, and look great. So it's going to be fun. All right. So in terms of, uh, you know, some of the things you teach, I have to say I've, you know, gone to many of the events, and I learn something new every time. I always say that. So I put a little bit more, a little bit more in my life, a little bit more. Uh, so what are the, what's the basic gist of what we're going to uh, learn? How to eat the healthy fats, how much exercise we need, which for your program can be as little as like 12 minutes a day. But it's, you know, intense 12 minutes, but you uh, vary it according to your ability. Because I've taken your class with old people, young people, heavy people, slim people. Uh, so what else right. do we learn? You know, you're going to learn the five keys to literally creating a healthy body, a healthy mind, a, a, in, in winning the war against cancer. So first of all, your spotlight. You got to take those thought captives. You have to understand that you are a physical, spiritual, and emotional being. Number two, you got to understand your nerve system, your spine. If your spine is stiff, if you're in a sit-down job, if you're not up moving around on a regular basis, and your spine is getting stiffer and stiffer each year, that's the number one sign of allowing disease to grow in your body. Oh, boy. Number three All is right. food, obviously. But what food actually can help your body make health and beat cancer? What okay. food? can actually cause your body, I'm sorry, to beat cancer, yes, but make cancer. And lastly? And, it's, it's, and, and there's two more. It's actually uh, exercise, how the fitter you are, okay. the better you're at getting, not getting cancer. And lastly is poisons, pollution, toxins that are getting into your body, getting into your mind, getting into your cells, destroying your immune system, and how to avoid those. Excellent. So five keys. Dr. Joe Arve, your number again? 303-349. 6011 against 303 349
or just Google Spine Geek. You can find me on Facebook or our website. Excellent. Thanks, Dr. Joe. Bless you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.